When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Could Steelers quarterback Mason Rudolph finally be the failure that gets Mike Tomlin fired? Welcome to the Steelers update from Penn Live, where we keep track of all things Steelers so you don't have to. This is John Lucy reporting. It is the worst of times for the 0 3 Steelers. They can't run. They're afraid to pass, and the defense just keeps breaking down at the worst possible moments. Many fingers of blame are pointing at the Steelers' coaching staff. Yes, the coordinators Randy Feekner on offense and Kevin Butler on the D, but also right at the top, at the head man, Mike Tomlin. Tomlin has never had a losing season. The worst was an 8-8-500 eight eight affair, but he hasn't sniffed a Lombardi trophy since 2009. Just how serious is the fire Tomlin and start-over chatter gaining steam in the Steel City? Well, consider this. The terrible towel waivers on terrible Twitter are now burning their team flag in effigy. And there are two distinct takes on the Tomlin situation. Some see Big Ben Roethlisberger going down as a strange form of job security for the rest of the season for Mike Tomlin. The thinking goes, how could the Rooney family, which has only had three coaches since 1969, fire their head coach who just lost a Hall of Fame QB in Game 2 of the 2019 season? But the other take is if the coaching and game planning around the young Rudolph continues to stink, then it shows that Tomlin just isn't up to the task of life without Big Ben. Now, Ben did have elbow surgery and is fully committed to coming back for the 2020 season. But the real end for the Roethlisberger era is coming sooner or just even a little bit later, for good. So, they say, if Tomlin can't handle the Rudolph transition this year, what makes anyone think he'll handle it in the future? So why not just burn it all down and start over with a new coach? As for the hottest takes on the Tomlin situation, Along with what ails the Steelers right now, I have it all exclusively in this podcast, which is not in the column. We have a lot of ground to cover. As Chuck Noll might say, the Steelers' problems are great, and they are many. Perhaps the most damning sentiment on the Steelers' game plan for Rudolph and their seemingly shaky belief in him come from radio host Andrew Filipponi. He tweeted, quote, Hard truth for the Mason Rudolph lovers. The 49ers weren't scared of him, and the Steelers were scared to cut him loose. 
both sides went into the game thinking he couldn't make plays. Added the caustically accurate Mark Madden in his surprisingly considered column Trib Live, quote, Rudolph is a third-round pick. It was hoped he wouldn't have to assume the Steelers' QB job until Roethlisberger's contract expires after the 2021 season. It always was going to be hard when Rudolph assumed the helm. He's done nothing in his six quarters of NFL football to make anyone believe he can't grow into the job. The Steelers' game plan, understandably, is designed to protect him. But there's a fine line between protecting Rudolph and living in your fears. We saw that Sunday at San Francisco, and it helped cost the Steelers the game. The coaches were scared on his behalf, and that did damage. The Steelers led 6 to nothing after one quarter. They got two more turnovers in the second quarter, but led just 6-3 to three at halftime. They finished with five takeaways, but lost 24-20. to 20. The 49ers got two takeaways, converting theirs into 14 points. How the heck do you get five takeaways and throw two touchdown passes of 76 and 39 yards, but still lose the game? Even stranger, Rudolph's only two completions beyond the line of scrimmage were those two TD throws, unquote. But as Mark Madden adds in the same column, it's not just the coaches, it's the players too, especially the surrounding cast on what was still supposed to be a stellar Steelers offense. Madden writes, quote, the heralded offensive line continues to struggle. Both tackles spin like revolving doors. Juju Smith-Schuster was on the receiving end of a 76-yard catch-and-run touchdown, but was mostly invisible, grabbing just two other balls for five yards. James Conner got just 43 yards on 13 carries and had a soul-crushing fourth-quarter fumble. Stupid idiots like me crowed about addition by subtraction, when Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown hit the bricks. But Connor and Smith-Schuster have to step up to make those departures palatable. Connor did that last year, but not so far this season. Smith-Schuster has made two big plays in three games, but otherwise has disappeared, unquote. And I'll tell you what, I wholeheartedly agree with every word Mark Madden wrote in that column. In other words, the Steelers' problems are great, and they are many. Of course, Mark Madden is much funnier when he has less words as he does on Twitter, and he boiled it down after this 49er failure to this classic tweet, quote, The issue with the play calling is that it was scared. Tomlin and Feekner were crapping themselves because Rudolph was making his first start. I don't know if that makes Feekner a bad coordinator beyond one game. But yesterday was horrible, unquote. Not a good situation for a head coach who could be on the bubble. And of course, the head man in pathetic Pittsburgh may finally get the blame and the axe, not just his coordinators in the past. Filipponi points to a coaching analytics website 
that says Tomlin is the league's second worst coach so far this season. Headcoachranking.com uses a metric system that gives Tomlin a failing rank of 5.4. Only the Jets' Adam Gase is worse at 4.7. By contrast, the NFL coaching leaders, according to these same rankings, are New England's Bill Belichick, of course, at 8.7, and the Chiefs' Andy Reid at 8.1. Wow. All this has Filipponi dreaming of a certain Harbaugh coming to Pittsburgh. He tweets, quote, My Steelers' dream scenario. Steelers fire Mike Tomlin. Replace him with Jim Harbaugh. Captain Comeback has proven to be an average college coach up there in Michigan. He is a great NFL coach, unquote. Chris Mueller, also on the radio in Pittsburgh, tweeted a tagline for a future ESPN 3030 docudrama on the season that finally took Tomlin down. He writes, quote, What if I told you that mediocre talent could be made worse by bad coaching? ESPN presents 30 for 30, the 2019 Pittsburgh Steelers, unquote. Again, though, Tomlin has endured by sometimes sacrificing his assistant coaches and coordinators. This year, certainly the human sacrifices would start with the carcass of offensive coordinator Randy Feetner. Radio host Colin Dunlap tweeted this, quote, If you don't think Randy Feetner isn't grossly overmatched, you haven't been watching. Rudolph obviously didn't have the latitude at the scrimmage line to change much. The only thing that saves Feigner is Ben coordinating the offense from the scrimmage line, unquote. And of course, Ben wasn't even on the sidelines for this game. He was out in L.A. getting surgery. In handing out his weekly game grades at the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, writer Ray Filippaldo marked a big red D on the Steelers' coaching effort, explaining his near-failing grade this way, quote, The defensive coaches get credit for a much better performance that included five turnovers, including four in the first half. That should be more than enough to win a game, really the defensive players deserved a better outcome. They put the offense in position to win the game. Now to the bad. Offensive coordinator Randy Feigner has to get a handle on his personnel and get more creative with his play calling, especially early in games. The slow starts are killing them. They never have a chance to generate any momentum because the offense is stuck in a rut. The coaches have to figure out a way to get the offense going earlier in games or it's going to be a long, long season, unquote. A long season, that's a possibility. But Mike Tomlin's last? My take is this. Would it be unfair for Tomlin to finally be fired after a season when he loses his Hall of Fame quarterback in game number two? In many ways, it would. But if he is let go, it would not be about just this one season. It would be about all those seasons since February 2009 when the Steelers were stacked with talent and putting up prolific points on offense, yet getting ran all over the field on defense. Sure, we lost linebacker Ryan Shazier a couple of seasons ago, and future Hall of Famers and game-changing playmakers like Troy Palomalu and 
James Harrison aged out of their primes. But there was no real replenishment plan to shore up that shaky D. And remember, Tomlin's coaching background is on the defensive side of the football, making this failing much more glaring. Yet, Tomlin and his coaching staff never seemed to make the most of what they did have on D. And without fail, the defense always seemed to break down in those key clutch moments that would cost the Steelers crucial wins. The Tomlin conundrum was compounded by the fact that his teams came up shortest against subpar competition. Somehow, they managed to lose too many games they were heavily favored to win, especially on the road. But it happened at home, too. Most infamously in that playoff flameout against the Jacksonville Jaguars a couple of seasons ago. Finally, there's all those embarrassing games against New England and coaching master Bill Belichick. In many of these games, hell, most of them, Tomlin has been shown to be a mental midget as a coach compared to the unquestioned coaching genius of Belichick. It's not just that Tomlin lost so many of these games. It's how badly he and his team were outcoached and outplayed by New England. That's what stings. That's what haunts. And that's what would get him fired should that decision be made. And if it is made, it wouldn't just be the Rooney family making the call this time. These days, the Steelers have a backbench of very rich minority owners who are demanding more and more of a say to go along with the money they have sunk in the team. That say was exercised in the offseason when Tomlin only got a one-year extension. And that move sets the stage for an early exit before that latest contract is ever fulfilled. Of course, there's plenty of football to be played between now and then. And one glimmering hope is the rest of the AFC North isn't that great either. That could be the Steelers and Tomlin's saving grace. But salvation begins with a win against Cincinnati on Monday night. Tomlin's very job just could depend on it. And there's your Steelers update for this week. Download the podcast wherever you download your favorite audio. And of course, log on to penlive.com for all the latest on the Pittsburgh Steelers.